There's the shotgun snap to Fields. He's back. Fields looking. Fields pressured. Fields hit from behind. He's going down. No, he stayed up. Fields, no, he's going down. Get him down. Get him down. Sacked. That's still one of my favorite calls of the season from Dan Miller. But, PJ, uh, something tells me there were a few pretty sweet calls from this game. I can't wait for the, the tweets of the Dan Miller touchdown calls in this game because, you know, you, thanks for joining the 20 Minute Huddle podcast post-game edition here with PJ Clark. And If it, you join on Thursday, I'm, I'll, I'll give you a new intro. You I, get a new I'll intro? Commi- I'll commit to that. Are we doing I'll, something from this game? I'll Are we going to get a deep shot? I'll find one. All right. I'll commit to that. We're getting a new intro for the game, and I'm sure there's going to be some good ones. If you listen and you want to comment or tweet, then throw your, tell me what to do. I like it. I'll do it. But we're here at Ford Field, and Peach, we're here after another Lions win. Another Lions Fifth win. Fifth in their last six. Um, and this one, you know, a big one against a 10-2 and Minnesota Vikings team that was looking to win the NFC North. And look, they came here and, and got punched in the mouth a little bit. Yep. I mean, the Lions were able to do pretty much what they wanted offensively, 134 rushing yards, 4.5 average. Golf, terrific again, 330 passing yards, 27 of 39 for three more touchdowns, didn't turn the ball over. Fifth straight game, he hasn't turned the ball over. And, boy, he's playing some really good football right now. Let, 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 let's listen to what, what Dan Campbell thought of the performance of his quarterback and just how his quarterback is playing because Jared Goff said this week he thinks he's playing the best football of his career. His head coach ain't going to argue with that. No. Nope, can't argue with that. I mean, he is. He's playing outstanding. And, uh, you know, he, he's, he's a direct link as to why we are playing better. You know, he's playing really good football. And, uh, you know, he's taking care of the football. He's making big throws, man. He's been... Uh, Highly accurate and just man, there's a lot of faith, a lot of faith in him, and he's got a lot of faith in us. And so, uh, man, I thought he had another hell of a day. He stepped in there, and I'm tell you what, he's he's cool, he's calm, it's collected, he's making these throws, uh, and the old line is blocking well. You know, they're protecting the heck out of him. So, I don't disagree. It was it was good to see. Man. And you know what else was good to see in. in- Pete, you can chime in on this too, but this is the Lions offense that is ranked in the top 10 in every single category yep. going into this football game. And But when you look at them, you, what do you think of first, right? You think of like the, kind of this tough run first type team. It's been that way all season. You know, a, a good third down team, a good red zone team. I'm on Ross St. Brown in the slot, that security blanket. But one of the things that I think has been missing maybe just a little bit is – that, that deep ball, those yep. shots. You know, DJ Chark was that guy who they signed this offseason. He missed six games with the ankle injury. And since he's been back, and now since Jamison Williams has kind of gotten back into the mix in the next the last two weeks, that big play potential is back in this offense. And when you've got an offensive line as good as Detroit's is, when you've got a slot receiver as good as Amon Ross St. Brown is, when you've got a couple backs that are pretty steady, and now you add DJ Chark, who had a 48-yard touchdown in, in a one-play drive bomb, Jamison Williams, his first catch of his NFL career, a 41-yard touchdown, a little bit of a busted coverage, but you saw the speed. You saw the vertical get with him. Um, boy. If those, if that's an element of this offense now, consistently along with everything else, whew, it's going to be a tough team to stop the last and four weeks. Of I the think season. you're seeing that 
that kind of evolved throughout the season. Ben Johnson is, I think, more comfortable calling those now, whereas mm-hmm. a lot of the early season was predicated on the run game and a variety of different forms of that end around or whatever you're running in, in between the tackles with Jamal mostly at that point. But now everyone's back. The gang is back together, mm-hmm. and you can start to open this thing up. And against a, a secondary like Minnesota's, they, they certainly did not uh, miss an opportunity. By, by opening up, you mean uh, throwing to your right tackle in a yeah. critical situation you can, for a nine-yard gain on third and seven? Is that what you're talking up. about, too? Yeah. I mean, I, you may as well at that point. I mean, it, it's funny. I tweeted this out, but, like, after that, it's third and seven, right? You need a first down to really ice the game. I mean, a critical moment. And Ben Johnson had set this play up, before, uh, you know. Uh, uh, it was just it, Was it a series, it was was it a series before, or was it the same? I think the it same? was that drive. I think it was first, first down, down on that series. So, he, you know, they they – put Penny Sewell out in kind of like the slot area, you know, and they motion him across the formation and he becomes a lead block blocker for run play. And I remember sitting there after watching that play and I'm like, Ooh, that Something's, sets it up for if they ever want to throw to him. 58 reporting is eligible. I feel like everybody's ears perked, perked up, up a little that's bit. That's usually Matt Nelson. That's usually Dan Skipper. That is not Penesu. And they're an extra tackle on the line of scrimmage. Which I mean, the Lions do a lot. Lions do it more than any, any other team, team in the, the NFL. Right, yeah, good observation by you. So, you know, you're used to it if you're a defense. and But you've got to make sure that you're seeing where that is, that it's not out in the slot. Yeah. And then just to call that play by Ben Johnson. That, I, mean, that, I mean, it took some cojones. That's a winning, that's a winning seven, call. You throw to your right tackle. Now, I will say this. Penne is super athletic. Oh and my God. every Friday we get to watch practice and it is so super fun because they let the big guys so they do the like the go routes yep. just to kind of get the arms warmed up for the quarterbacks, get the receivers kind of running a little bit and and they they do it with the off they let the offensive linemen do it. And it's hilarious. Some guys are brutal. Some guys, like Penne Sewell, is really, really good. I mean, he'll catch a ball and like do a little yeah, juke move I, afterward, like a 40-yard catch. You and saw the run-after-catch ability today. He's, he's pretty athletic. And, and look, this is what um, Jared Goff had to say just about that play's formation, Penne Sewell, the athlete, and and how that was such a critical uh, moment, why they trust him. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, I don't know if we've had one this year. Um, Doing practice quite a bit. It doesn't often get called. I think that was kind of the perfect scenario for it. We wanted to run those plays kind of close to the goal line for touchdowns, but... Uh, the scenario came up, which is going to be similar, where they're going to load the box, and yeah, he got wide open. It was pretty good. No different than another play, to be honest with you. I, I think you know, making sure Panay knew the situation, not to run out of bounds, just go down once you get the first down. That's all we talked about. But um, yeah, it was it was unlike or it was alike any other play we had. It was good. Yeah, yeah, we we uh, we joked last week that we we've won every game that they've caught balls on Fridays because we didn't do it the Thursday game. We didn't have time. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, we've joked about that, but yeah, we'll continue to do that. And Panay's got pretty good hands. Yeah, continue to do that, please. Yeah, why not? I just looked it up. So Panay had it, it counted as a rushing attempt because it was behind the line of scrimmage. But in 2019, his last year in college, he caught one pass from Justin Herbert. Really? For for one yard. Oh, today so, today's was a rush. It's happened. No, no, oh, the, one, no, in the one in college. Oh, yeah. okay. I was like, wait, what? So it's happened before. It's happened before. It's on tape. He's athletic. Well, it's funny because. Dan Campbell joked after the game, he's like, Penny is so athletic. If he lost weight and was like a tight end, he could potentially be a Hall of Fame. I'd buy it. I'd buy it. I'd buy it. That guy is so athletic. How could you not buy it? I mean, he's one for one on uh, amazing. And just this offensive line in in particular, I mean, they've just been so good. I mean, Jared Goff, zero sacks. 
He was hit three times today. They plowed the way for a 4.5 rushing average and 134 yards. I mean, they are able to do everything offensively because of how good that offensive line is. I mean, they have legit four Pro Bowl caliber players up front. I don't think there's another team in the NFL that can say that. No, and that just, I mean, that makes everything easier. You can take these downfield shots and let J-Mo find a busted coverage like that when you don't have to worry about being touched. And that all starts from from the offensive line. And I think today was maybe the best example all year, honestly. I think it might have been the best game the the unit has played. Yeah, and we got to talk about this defense a little bit too. Sure. You know, obviously, you, know, you you look at some of the statistics and, and Kirk Cousins, 31 of 41 for 425 yards. And you're like, oh boy, there were some struggles there. But you've got to remember that Minnesota completely ditched their run game because they had 22 yards on 17 attempts, a 1.3 average peach. I mean, they completely shut Dalvin Cook out and made him really have to be one-dimensional. And Well, I mean, and he, he allegedly tried to throw the ball too. So they even tried to add a second dimension to Dalvin <laughs> Cook, which did not work. But the run defense... I mean, credit to Bugs, credit to Ali McNeil, credit to Kaminsky, all those big guys in the middle. Hutchinson had a tackle for loss mm -hmm. on the, uh, early on a rush. I think that was the first play of the game for, for Minnesota. I mean, set the tone. Again, much like last week that the first defensive drive, the second play of the game was a fumble. The first defensive drive today, I think, also really kind of just hammered it home that the run game was not going anywhere. And, yeah, 425 yards is, is not – ideal but if you win the game you know whatever it's on the next week and that's justin jefferson too yeah. who's so hard there's 15 no, targets 11 receptions 223 yards he was really really good the lines did keep him out of the end zone but um I, you know still even with that I, th I thought they had control of the game you know pretty much all the way through i mean you know they had to make a play offensively there at the end but that four minute offense they get the ball with 10 minutes left and they just run it down to you know four that was minutes. a dream drive a dream drive dan campbell had to just be smiling ear to ear that was a dan campbell drive. that was a dan like, campbell drive. grind it out get first downs run the clock and then you know you, you get your tackle involved you get a critical first down and then you kick the field goal and just melt it away i mean what a what a terrific um, and even even something that has come up multiple times this year i think you you ran the you ran the time management the clock was perfect they're yeah. taking those timeouts and, and running all the way down to zero taking the timeout running another play running that all the way down to zero and then taking the timeout before he kicked the field goal i mean you gave him the ball back with 17 seconds left you played that absolutely perfectly yeah and two critical i thought plays in this game you know there were a lot of them obviously you, you talk about the big plays and the touchdowns but right before the half the, the, the minnesota vikings had a chance to double dip um you know they they were getting it at the second half um kickoff they were marching down they were at the four yard line i believe um and then you know they handed off to dalvin cook bugs you know slices through the line of line of scrimmage jars the ball loose fumble uh, kirby joseph just has a Magnet. nose for the football Magnet. it just he knows where it is picks it up um now the lines go down and, and, and miss a field goal missed an opportunity there but preventing that touchdown and then minnesota comes and goes three and out to yep. start the second half to me that was such a key series there and then obviously the fake punt um you know deep in their territory to that call was... that and get a 40 some yard gain on it um whew, again a pretty gutsy call but they look when they get that look Dave Fipp, the, uh, the special not teams coordinator, is not afraid. As soon as he sees it on film and he sees the look, I'm sure he's in Dan's ear, and you know how aggressive Dan is. Yep. If Dan trusts Dave, they spend a ton of time on special teams. And I've talked to Dave Fipp about this too, and, and he is so appreciative 
of Dan Campbell and the time that he spends in practice um, to special teams and training camp, you see it a, a ton. They'll have three, four special teams periods during a practice time. Um, and, and so, look, they think it's important. Um, they got a big, you know, a punt return, the, the fake punt. I mean, all three phases. Even Jack's of this first all, punt today. 66. 66. Yeah, 66 yards backed up. It's just, this was a total team win. And now, Peach, we got to talk about the excitement that's brewing here in Detroit. Yeah, it's hard because not it's to be real. Excited. I mean, 66,300 and some fans today, a, a standing room only sellout. It was loud. It was, it was ruckus. It was a total advantage for the Lions on defense. And, you know, now they've won five of their last six. They're six and seven and very much in the playoff picture. And, in the graphic is not even a bit anymore. No, no they're, they're in the picture. They're, they're, the graphic is becoming shorter and shorter, and the Lions are still on it. Yeah, and it's fun. It, it, it's meaningful, meaningful football in December. And, and this is what Dan Campbell talked about when, when you know, he, he interviewed for this job after the 2020 season, and, and he wanted this job so bad. It, it, it's for this moment right here. It's to bring winning football in the month of December back to Detroit. Yeah, look, uh, it, look, it was one of the reasons why I wanted to be here. I said that in my opening press conference. Anybody that read that or saw that, it was one of the reasons I want to be here because I knew this could be a special place, man. This is one of those areas where uh, you get a winner here in Detroit and, uh, and it, it'll be something special. And it's not like that everywhere. It's not. And so to get this place back on its feet, man, play winning football, something that hadn't been done here in whatever that is, 20-something years, uh, or over, and uh, you know it is. But we're not there yet. We're not there. You know we're playing pretty good football, and uh, we just won another one. And and now, man, yeah, it feels good. Let's go get the next one. It's all we can worry about. Yeah, they're playing darn good football right now. It really in all three phases. The confidence is through the roof. When you're in the locker room, when you're talking to these guys, I mean, they just. They're playing so well right now, they just assume they're going to win. I mean, obviously, they have to put in the work, and, and they do, but there's a confidence level with them that, that they think they can play and play with anybody in this league and beat anybody in this league. And that goes back even – we saw it on Hard Knocks with, with Aaron Glenn giving that speech, and he was talking to Jonah, who lost one game at Ohio State his senior year, and it's it's you woke up on every Saturday expecting to win the game, and it's time to get that feeling back. And I – think that feeling is back in the locker room right now and it's 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 back around Detroit too just just you know seeing the crowd here hearing people talk the excitement level if you listen to sports radio I mean it, it's just fun Dan's right this is a football town and, it, and if this team can be a consistent winner in December like we saw probably back in the 90s I mean there were a few seasons 11 14 2006 yep. there you know but it was pretty scattered I think you got to go back to the 90s when it was really consistently every year they were playing really meaningful football in December and going to the playoffs. And if that can be a thing again, oh, it it would it would, it would be, be something. fun. It would be fun to live here. It would it, be, it would be really really fun. And and you just love the the progress that you see with Dan Campbell, how he envisioned this football team, how he and Brad Holmes wanted to build it. You're seeing it now on Sunday, and that's really refreshing. And I mean, nobody wants to talk about it when you're playing this well in season, but you have all this ammo this off season too that that you can just add more pieces on top of already an up and coming team with the roster you currently have. Two more first round picks in here. Two more second round picks in here. I mean, cap room. You're cooking. You're cooking. 
it's fun. And it, look, it's going to be fun in Allen Park this week. Now, obviously, up next is, is the New York Jets. They've been reeling a little bit. I think, what, they're 7-6 and six now? 7-6, and six, two straight losses. So this is know, this is a desperation game for for both teams. I yeah. mean, seasons on the line. Seasons on. I would line. rather be the team that has won five of six than the team that has lost two straight. So now you're going on the road. There's going to be weather probably. Yep. It's going to be cold. That's a tough football team. The Jets. I know they've lost a few. They've got some some uh, you know some some stuff they're dealing with at quarterback, but not an easy place to play. Not an easy team. I think defensively they're still a pretty darn yep. good football team. So look, can the Lions uh, keep it rolling? Uh, winners of five of their last six. They beat Minnesota 34-23. Prevent Minnesota from winning the NFC North. It's, it's fun, Peach, and it'll be fun in Allen Park this week. We'll have another 20-minute huddle, obviously, on, on Thursday night. We'll see what kind of players we can get to join us. We'll Alex be- led the team in tackles today, for those of you following the podcast. The podcast? Bump. Yeah, bump. big pass deflection in the red zone and led the team in tackles. And before that, it was Houston who now recorded today. another sack. I mean, the guy's unbelievable. So who's gonna who who really who needs to, wants be, on the to pod be on the podcast and have a huge week? Yeah. Well, we'll we'll figure it we'll, out. We'll find somebody. We'll, we'll figure it out, and and odds are they're gonna have a pretty good uh, week in in New York. Um, we'll be breaking it down from Allen Park all week long. Again, we'll have the podcast on um, on Wednesday, and then me and Peach will be right back here next Sunday night. Uh, we won't be here, but we'll be doing the podcast next Sunday night, and hopefully it's a, it's another Detroit win that'll make. Uh, you know, the final three games are really fun at, with a 500 record. So stay with us all week. This is the 20 Minute in the Huddle podcast presented by Microsoft. Thank you, guys.